0: your on the mark podcast is loading now the on the mark podcast is sponsored by the sunbury motor company family-owned dealership since 1915 fourth street in sunbury and sunbury motors kia on routes 11 and 15 hummel's wharf news radio 1070 wkok presents on the mark it's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the susquehanna valley now here are your hosts for on the mark mark lawrence and ben right
1: Greetings. Welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Directly across me, Ben Reichley, fine local businessman, Republican committee person, and co host today. Co host. Celebrating
2: uh, the day after Groundhog Day.
1: Oh, are we? Okay, yeah, with their 33% accuracy.
2: I all that. Well, that's fine. <laughs> hey, hold it. Anybody would take six months or six weeks more of winter if spring could start on March 18th. Okay, if it actually starts. Sorry, that's fine. What do you think they're doing in Gobbler Knob right now? I
1: don't know. The Tylenol sales are supposedly way up, so uh, we'll see. Uh, so that is uh, Ben Reichley across from me, uh, ultra-conservative, uh, not a natural-born <laughs> listener, but uh, we'll see if we can uh, train him. He's uh, trainable anyway, that much oh, we, yeah, we yes. like. Amy, you have a tall task ahead of you.
3: Uh, I'm you up for a, the challenge. you got a year of this.
1: Amy Buner <laughs> is a fine local realtor. Uh, she is chairman of the Greater Susquehanna Valley Chamber of Commerce. Oh, I put you down in the notes as chairman-elect. You've uh, risen to the top spot. Works for Bowen Agency Realtors and just brings a ton of uh, local knowledge to our area. She's been involved in a number of endeavors over the years and uh, in her young age is uh, quite wise. So is going to talk to us about some good things. So welcome aboard.
3: Thank you. Are My y- young age appreciates <laughs> you.
2: <laughs> oh, well, yeah, there you go. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll write you down as chairwoman of the Central Susquehanna Valley.
3: I'll take chair whatever it is. Look, the everywhere chair. I go,
1: and today includes... I'm the oldest person in the room, and wow. we'll just leave it at that. All I right. you were going to tell us
2: the smartest person. Uh, the
1: <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Uh, our, I <laughs> well, don't want our audience well, well, the to Sadie crash.
2: is here today. She certainly well, takes that role.
1: I don't want our audience to crash or anything if they were to hear that. And with that, we interview the... the smartest uh, person on the phone. Uh, <laughs> 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 He's the smartest guy in Harrisburg so often, and the smartest guy in Shemokin Dam sometimes. And uh, Bob Garrett, uh, President and CEO of the Greater Susquehanna Valley Chamber of Commerce, a man who is... Uh, As Ben would often point out, the straw that stirs the drink of the Valley's business community. So welcome aboard, sir.
0: Well, uh, top swizzle stick of the valley, that's uh, that's a pretty uh, big uh, big haul I'm bringing in there. But um, And al- also, I think uh, I'm glad that you didn't uh, mention that uh, you brought me into the show so you didn't have to be the uh, oldest uh, on on the show this morning anyhow.
1: Oldest. On. Oh, that's true. You might be uh, even more grown up than me. But think of the wisdom that we're uh, hossing around here these days. You know, that's... that's
2: up to the audience today. Right.
1: Yeah. I, well, our audience knows what my wisdom is entails, and they're not that impressed. Okay, so let me say On the Mark is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. We're not going to start out uh, with open phones this morning. We'll open up the phones a little bit later on this half hour. You can email us immediately if you'd like to, and that's at onthemark at wkokit.com, and text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. We have a question from our audience uh, for the chamber, so I'm going to forward that uh, to Bob Garrett right now now, so we can uh, bone up on this answer and get that uh, ready. We'll do that via email, but uh, let's get our initial tasks today, is reaction to the jobless numbers. For some strange reason, I always start out with Ben. 517,000 new jobs created, more faking numbers are out. 3.4% jobless rate, down from 3.5%. Uh, just some sort of a, I guess this is a strong point in the economy, but there aren't enough workers, so your view on uh, that?
2: I, I'm checking the calendar, looking over Amy's shoulder there. We have our big LB Water calendar out there, and it shows 12 12 months, and I'm thinking that we're a month ahead. Usually you would see a large increase in employment during the holiday season. For some reason it must be, I don't know, maybe this is the Polish Christmas season, uh, per se, being that this seems a little strange to see these numbers. I know, Bob, we, we look at numbers and we see the segments. I always try to break down the segments. It looked like hospitality and... Specialty services uh, were up a little bit, we heard on the CBS News. But manufacturing, construction, Amy, near and dear to your heart, real estate, uh, you know, are those moving through? All I see on the numbers is the housing numbers are just in the tank, permitting in the tank. Uh, so th- th- these will be interesting. We'll see how people dissect them throughout the day, and uh, we'll look for the Wall Street Journal's weekend edition to try to clarify some of this. But 517 on the surface looks great, but 517 in January, boy, that's a, that's an interesting number coming off a of holiday season. All right. Uh, Bob, uh, your reaction to the
1: jobless numbers that came out today?
0: Yeah, my, well, my first reaction is I, I think you should go with uh, your seated pants, what you're experiencing in your real life, uh, rather than what the economists are telling you, there was not an economist that I checked yesterday who did not suggest that there would be a significant slowdown in hiring, and just the opposite happened. Um, uh, and uh, and that's just my my sense when I'm out and about uh, in the valley. Uh, uh, you know, I'm traveling today and, uh, and I'm just, I've been in New York City to tell you the truth, and it, things are just hustling and bustling, uh, here. So I, 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 am I, I would have been more surprised if the economists were wrong, the, uh, the other direction, um, uh, because it just seems to me like this economy is still pumping along. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so I, I think, and then, you know, Ben was bringing up about the different sectors. Boy, if you've been out to eat lately, if you've been out anywhere, you can see that you know the restaurants are packed. Everybody's packed. I was on a um, on a uh, in a meeting actually, a briefing with uh, Jay Roo from uh, from Geisinger yesterday, just talking about what the uh, ongoing nursing shortage means to Geisinger, and uh, so these numbers today sort of line up with what my experience is um uh, it's interesting that the economists have, have come up, coined have come up with some new phrases um uh, to explain what might uh, what these numbers might mean uh, i think their phrases are a little bit more accurate than uh, than maybe their mathematics are like for example they were calling this a healthy rebalancing of the economy uh talking about generational asymmetry whether there's there's more people leaving uh the, the workforce than coming into the workforce those kind of things but we'll dig deeper into that as the show uh as the
1: show unfolds
0: this morning mark
1: Uh, And, uh, Amy, we're, we're of course, reacting to these numbers, but everybody here at the table has also mentioned what else is going on, you know, what's in our local economy. So a quick reaction to these numbers and what's going on in our local economy that you see.
3: I tend to agree with Bob when I say you kind of have to take a look around what's happening right around you. Um, Sometimes the bigger picture is not as reflective on Your every day um so you know out and about you do see things i think picking up even from since the holiday season uh ben uh, there's you know more activity um i think people are getting a little bit more confident in in spending some money um and and so the i'm not sure that the the numbers are reflective um of what's going on right here and as far as housing um I mean, people are shopping. Ben's correct when he says housing numbers are in the tank. We have some difficulties with inventory that are creating more of a problem than we have with demand or people able to purchase So, or build. Building is it, the prohibitive parts of building are, are a lot permitting and a lot less material costs and such at this point.
2: And, and there is a wave coming in that industry, commercial particularly, Right now, people have a nice interest, have a nice mortgage rate, 3%, 3.5%. They're not jumping out of that to buy into a bigger house because they're locked into a nice mortgage rate, so they're not going to go at 6 or whatever the number is going to be. However, there's commercial businesses that a wave is coming for them to, their loans are up. So now how are they going to refinance? And right now, they're going to refinance at double the cost. So, it'll be interesting what comes down the road i i I'm somewhat astonished that these numbers are where they're at, and it's it's positive. and I don't know maybe Amy and Bob, you guys are out on the street i'm I'm sort of down in the sewer and the in the water main, so maybe <laughs> maybe I'm below ground too much. Uh, maybe people were somewhat conservative going into the holiday season, and now they see some pauses. but I know credit card debt has crept higher. Government money should be shut off pretty soon uh, because we can't keep printing. Well, we can, but we hope we won't. So, um, you know, I, I say this: I'm going to see with the readjustment of January's numbers when we get into February and March to see if five seventeen sticks. But if the activity's out there, I mean, Amy, you're you got shoe leather on the on the street, so you're out there. Bob, you're out there. I mean, even the political people I was with yesterday in Harrisburg. Um, you know, there is there is some positives, but, boy, there's positives with a bit of um, uh, angst tied into that. But one of the things, though, we do suffer. The governor's finally figured it out on the licensing, which we can talk about before. But the permitting situation has to get worked out so the pipeline can get full, be it new housing, be it new construction, but you cannot keep holding these permits up. And if the environmentalists want to do it, then, you know, there's caves down in Treverton that we can rent or sell them. There is a U.S. labor participation rate that comes out at
1: the same time, and that is up very slightly, up uh, one-tenth of one percentage point to 62.4%. So we continue to be in a—we a, didn't have a good post, uh, good pre-pandemic labor participation rate. Of course, it tanked during the pandemic in the early part of 2020 and then has started the clawback, but uh, still not back to pre-pandemic levels, but it did go up again. Uh, so with with that kind of bit of foundation in mind, Bob, can, is it feasible to do sort of a one- or two-minute uh, state of the local economy? Forget the jobless picture. We know the worker shortage is all we know about here. Amy says she just doesn't have any inventory to move on the real estate market. What's the state of the local economy?
0: Yeah, um, I, I, I'm going to take a shot at that, um, Mark. The uh, Amy and I have access to uh... the data out of the recent uh... member survey from the greater sesquina valley chamber of commerce we had a good uh... a good participation in that survey you know we're about seven hundred members we partnered with our community prosperity alliance that's all of our main street uh... organizations Um and uh... we partnered with them and, and uh... invited them to have their members so you, you you know you think main street you sort of think along the lines of of retail and services so that's just foundational and and what our members are telling us is that number one issue continues to be workforce. Um now they they're quite a bit more sophisticated I'm going to say uh in their responses. They used to just say workforce and you figured it out chamber of commerce. Now what they're telling us is that that they're seeing that the skills gap is closing. That uh, so so that's a good thing when a gap closes the skills gap is closing. They're, the employees that they're bringing in uh, are—they have the basic skills. They even comment in the open-ended um, questions. They even comment that um, some of those soft skills that uh, were so so lacking, uh, say a decade ago, uh, that they seem to be getting stronger too. The big issue right now in the uh, for in the Greater Susquehanna Valley is there's just not enough people to apply for jobs. Now we heard nationally, uh, that there's, um, what was it, uh, 11.01 million, uh, uh, job openings nationally that equals to 1.9 available jobs for every unemployed person. If you, if you bring that into a micro level, uh, into the, just into the greater Susquehanna Valley, that number's probably more like three or four available jobs for every uh unemployed person. So um you, you know we'll, we'll get into the local uh numbers but you saw that Montour County continues to go down, the Union and Snyder County continue to go down in their county-wide uh, unemployment rate so so big issue is is finding available workers that's the uh, the first thing I would say about our state of our economy and then the, the second issue continues to be technology uh, specifically uh, rural broadband and high-speed internet um, again uh, chamber memberships uh, the folks uh, through our community prosperity alliance far more sophisticated than we saw a few years ago where now we can we can talk about very specifically uh, areas of the valley, or even uh, the, the the nature or the size of the pipeline going into um, uh, going into these businesses. Do they have enough juice to to do everything they need to do into the into the homes where people are work uh, still on work from home. Uh, strategies et cetera you know uh probably the 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 valley's number one expert in capacity of pipelines is sitting uh sitting at the table there with you Ben rightley, and Ben'll tell you that uh the uh, the bigger the pipeline the better the flow. Uh, you can tighten up the pipeline, but all you're going to do is make it squirt more. Uh, and uh, uh, and uh, I, I, how was that? Uh, how, uh, did I did I take hydrology or hydraulics and turn mm. it into a, a understandable there better or yeah. not? But it,
2: the point it, is, it water is works we need, pressure we need, management need, back need, 50 years, Bob. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> you know, the, right. uh We we need to. Uh, uh, that's the, the other area we're we're going to be really focused on, and and uh, and we can talk more about uh, what's in that data. Um, but well, in this show and, and maybe in the March show, we're really focus in on the data that's coming out of that. This is the data that the chamber will use to build uh, its strategic plan for the next two years. Uh, and talk about the things that will be most important that we'll be working on, not only in the public, city, you know, not only with our elected officials, uh, but also with our educational officials and, and others, uh, to make sure that the, that the business community has a, has a, a, a loud and, uh, and understandable voice. Uh, in making policy at all levels.
1: We're talking about the state of the local economy. We're going to return and talk more about that after just explosive numbers came out on the jobless picture, 517,000 jobs supposedly created across the U.S. Of course, we still have a worker shortage. Our unemployment rate uh, now 3.4%, so that's down a little bit. We'll continue our discussion. We'll open up the phone lines, too, if somebody has a question for our panelists here. And they can call us, 570 743 that's 570-743-9565. You can email us at onthemarkatwkok.com and text us at 70236. We will be right back.
4: Mm, mm. When car repairs get difficult. Well, I, I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good. Sunbury Motors
1: There we go. Okay, I'm pushing all the wrong buttons here, but uh, we are back with our panel here today. Bob Garrett, President and CEO of the Greater Susquehanna Valley Chamber of Commerce. Amy Buner is here, Bowen Agency Realtor and Chairman of the Greater Susquehanna Valley Chamber of Commerce. And Ben Reichler, a good conservative business person. Uh, I asked um, Bob, the state of our local economy, what's your answer when you hear that question? Amy?
3: I look at numbers, and when they don't make sense to me, then I look at what my perception of the reality seems to be um we've done the survey with the members as bob was touching on from the chamber's perspective um i think things are are continuing maintaining starting to improve um there's there's fears there um employment uh, workforce um when bob mentioned the skills gap um uh, ben kind of eyebrow questioning, eyebrow go up. And I think what we're touching on there is people are seeing better, more trained individuals coming into the workforce for the jobs that are available to them. And I think that's across the board, not just technology, Mm -hmm. uh, but some of the soft skills and hospitality. Mm -hmm. We're looking at the, um, the schools participating in helping to train for the jobs that are available and make students understand that. And we have some um, some post-secondary here with, um, you know, the trade schools, uh, mm-hmm. the VOTEX and and things like that that are helpful to make sure that we're trying to fulfill the needs.
2: Well, uh, this, uh, Bob, and Real briefly. Go ahead. Bob and I have talked about this, which drives me crazy. Workforce development, personally, I think, starts in kindergarten, so it's K to 12. Schools need to develop students that can go out into society, work, or contribute to society. So that's where I think workforce development starts. And. One of our listeners sends us a note, says Governor
1: Shapiro signed an executive order that eliminated the requirement of a four-year college degree for 92% of positions in state government. This released about 65,000 jobs. Uh, The salaries for the positions are as high as $122,000 a year. He acknowledged that such a four-year degree is no guarantee of competence, is not an exclusive proof of intelligence, and is often less relevant uh, than work and life experiences, interestingly, a similar change was made in Maryland and Utah last year. I applaud this decision. What does the greater Susquehanna Valley Chamber of Commerce think of the governor's new executive order? Bob?
0: Yeah, and I think we we join uh, Cindy in her applause uh... for that uh... decision i if, if 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 nothing else mark what it really shows is this governor is is thinking in ways that previous governors didn't think um... that you know we everybody has to do things differently you know the old uh... the old quote of, uh... from uh, attributed to einstein about doing the same thing over and over again expecting expecting uh... different results uh... Uh, is in play here. This governor has looked at this and said, you know what, uh, let's try something completely different. Let me give you a, a frontline line um, uh, sort of perspective on this, though. You know, I, I think everybody knows I spent two decades of my life uh, in the rarefied airs of uh, PennDOT, and, um, and I, used to, I used to watch people come in, uh, you know, college, recent college graduates coming in uh, to PennDOT to do engineering, to do traffic, to do, uh, do all the things, that uh, maintenance, all those kind of things. And I used to think to myself, you know, you have no practical, real-world experience whatsoever. You have no idea what you're doing. And the learning curve of bringing that person in, yeah, sure, they had the sheepskin that said they were smart, but they didn't have the life experience. Uh, that made them smart, um, and the learning curve could have been as much as five years uh, till they really had any enough experience that they were truly, um, truly giving back to the organization. So uh, I, I, I couldn't agree more with Cindy and with uh, Governor Shapiro that really you have to look at the person's what have they done in their life uh, to get them in there. Now the one thing I will say. Uh, about this and and it's a, it's an issue that the chamber is always focused on as well as we never want to give the impression that we're anti-intellectual uh that uh, we're we're opposed to to lifelong education we're opposed to lifelong learning you know when when we started talking about in the in the valley 8 years ago about that not everybody has to go to college you know uh, vocational schools te- technical schools are are excellent places for careers you know you can have a great career uh, being a plumber or an uh, auto mechanic, or any of those kind of things, when we started talking about that, I made it very clear we're not saying that 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 um, uh, intellectual pursuits are not good ideas. You should do that. so this is the one thing I would say the sort of aspects I would add to the to the uh, governor's executive order is that on the other side of this, I, I think the Governor has to really loosen up. Um, the ability for managers in places like PennDOT, Department of Labor, Department of Public Welfare, Education, whatever, have to really loosen up uh, the ability to send your employees back to school, back to, to get degrees, to get the certifications that they need. One of the things I used to always say was uh, when people would say, well, why are you always approving folks to go get training? And I'd say, well, uh, and, and they would say to me, well what if you, we do all this training and they leave and i say what if we do all this training and they stay which one is the worst uh, which which one are you worse off from so uh, that is the one caveat i would have is that uh, there needs to be an equal commitment to ongoing lifelong education uh, for state employees for any employees really uh, so that they're keeping their skills right uh, staying right on the cutting edge of, uh, you of
1: have a and, uh, you have a minute to tell us what's cooking at the chamber in the months ahead. Yeah,
0: so th- the big thing I want to tell folks about is start to focus in March ninth is our uh, economic forecast uh, that's coming up. The um, uh, that's the one with Ani Bayer Basu, and uh, and uh, it's it is a not to miss event, uh, and it's free to sign up. Uh, all all of chamber events gsvcc.org dot org. And then, uh, then we also have several lunch and learns. We have some, uh, where they're focused on women's leadership or focused on, on other issues, uh, our different lunch and learns. And, uh, we'll also be having a rise and shine. That's what we used to call our legislative breakfast. And, uh, that'll be coming up, uh, in March. And uh, keep an eye out for that because we're going to start diving into some real issues, uh, and not least of which is working with Senator Linda Schlegel-Colver. And we'll have her on, uh, I'm sure, our first rise and
1: shine. Well, thank you so much for your input today. Always appreciate it, Bob. uh, We'll check back in about some of these great things. I think there's more to say about them. So do stay in touch. Thank you, Bob you well, go. Much appreciated. Bob Garrett, President and CEO of the Chamber, Greater Sussman Valley Chamber of Commerce. Amy, thank you so much for coming in. I felt
3: better educated today.
1: Oh, right. You, you get better every single time, so we're looking forward to that. Ben, you have to stay. There's more torture in your future. Thank you. This is one place where you have to work in thank the you, office. you, sir. Can I have another? You're listening to News Radio 1070 WDK. Okay, Sunbury.
0: News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Ben Reichley.
1: You okay, buddy? Yes. How's that coffee?
2: Coffee's hot.
1: Running through the pod two times. I thought I was the only person that did that
2: around <laughs> okay. here. Here's the thing about it is you want? To, I'm a conservationist, okay. so I can use the K-cup twice and it's fine by me. No, no, no. You are conservative. That oh. does not make you a conservationist. Okay. <laughs> I know you. <laughs> I know you. I'm using the K-Cup twice. I mean, that's, that's one less K-Cup in the garbage. One less K-Cup for 330 million people, or 350 can, with uh, some illegals know. in the United States. Look how much that Sorry. takes out.
1: You can lie to your new friends, but not your old ones, <laughs> so that doesn't work. All right, well, welcome aboard, everybody. I'm Mark Lawrence. Uh, I do, do a very subpar job of portraying a, a good liberal. But you're a good liberal on the golf course if you're subpar. <laughs> right. I am subpar in some ways. There's no argument there, so that's the way to be. But uh, And uh, Mr. Ben Reichley is a conservative. He's a Republican, registered that uh, just. Devoted for Linda Schlegel Carver in the 27th State mm-hmm. Senate District in person, believe it or don't. Yes. And uh, he's a Republican committee person, and he's not a natural born listener, so don't expect to have a robust conversation <laughs> with him. All right, so
2: you're not going to you're not going to even fight back. <laughs> I, hey, what uh, are you going to say? We'll, we'll let the show roll out. Oh, we we'll let it go on its a, own. And the people will we'll judge
1: that. Right, we would invite folks to contact us now on the mark Is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. So please do check them out at sunburymotors.com. Do as I've done. Go there and check out the next F-150 they're going to have mm. me driving around in. Uh, I believe they said they had a Kia Forte for me to drive around in. And when I went down to pick it up, they said, oh, I'm sorry, we just sold it. <laughs> so uh,
2: they had one in the lot, and somebody was driving by on 11 e- and 15 and saw it you're the number probably one of the number one buyers of cars who never actually signs the paperwork <laughs> yeah I buy a new the, one the, about the number every one two weeks. order they've ordered more cars for you that you've never bought <laughs> right I don't have to buy them I just have to drive them so okay. and they have that special going on too. You drive a, oh the, with the Penn's Tavern <laughs> you no know, drive a vehicle you, you go to Sunbury Motors you drive a vehicle and you buy it you get a lunch at Penn's Tavern. Or, now they have the uh, deal going on, or you get a uh, coupon for a sub shop at the Sunbury sub shop.
1: Oh, I didn't know so that. So you go it's test drive. True. You test You're drive. you not making
2: this up? No, you test drive a car, and you buy it. Mr. Clark will reach in his desk drawer and give you a coupon for a, mm. for a meal. Who knew? I know that you get the meal at Penn's Tavern, but it's well, 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 a coupon. They had to get somebody. You got to be local,
1: too. So okay. it, they took Sunbury. So. Well, I knew when I got my coupon, when I did buy a truck at Sunbury Motor Company, I got a coupon for, I, th- I think it's what $25 or $50 at Penn's Tavern. I immediately did the division and figured out how many of those good German beers this would equate to for when I go
2: down there for my monthly beer. So uh, Yeah, no, uh, excellent place to get down down to very, maybe one of the best places to sit in Enjoy adult beverage in the spring, summer, yep. and fall off that deck. Yep, sit by the
1: fireplace and warm up a little bit. Why not? All right, so on the mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. All we got to do is mention more car names, and that's their ad for this hour. Mm-hmm. You can call us now if you wish. It's open phones Friday, 570 743 9565. That's 570 743 WKOK. You can email us as three individuals have done at on the mark at And you can text us, as none have done today, Mm. at 70236, include the keyword OTM. We do have some brief news headlines here. Northcentralpa.com reporting an inmate at the Snyder County prison was charged after she allegedly lied about her daughter's death in order to get out of prison for the funeral of a daughter. Authorities later discovered the child was alive and living with her father, Kelsey Gates, age 30, of Landisburg, PA, who was granted a bail modification by the Union Snyder Judge Laurie Hackenberg for funeral services, January 19th. Trouble is, no one actually checked to see if the daughter was still alive. Of course, she was alive and well and living with her father out of county. The uh, Snyder County detectives did eventually track it down after Gates failed to return to prison after being released for the funeral of the daughter that wasn't dead, uh, charged with misdemeanors of escape and some other charges. Did she has
2: to go back in front of Judge, Judge I was wait. I cannot wait to oh, see that boy. meeting. Judge <laughs> Hackenberg is a lot of things. Uh, one thing is, she's a mother and has raised uh, two beautiful daughters and her husband. So I'm going to guess there might be a little motherly advice yeah. dished out from the uh, from the judge seat. I think so. I I agree. I, th- I can you would... see the look on her face when the poor lady comes up?
1: the uh, the, uh, the gavel will sound, and you hear <laughs> the phrase from the bench. Kelsey, 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 Kelsey. we got to talk. <laughs> okay. So, no. all right. So, yeah, Judge Laurie Hackenberg doing a super job by all accounts in Union Snyder County. Mm. Two people are in intensive care after two separate accidents in West Buffalo Township, Union County. This week, Geisinger, says 44-year-old Jason Heimbaugh of Mifflinburg's in critical condition after a motorcycle crash Monday. And De Ramsey of Millmont critical after a car crash Wednesday. Uh, both in intensive care, Geisinger are in critical condition. Following this week's conclusion of his listening tour, in other words, the Speaker of the State House says, okay, I'm done listening now. He got public <laughs> input about t- well, I'm sorry, that's not what he oh, said. what is
2: that like Fetterman's marijuana tour?
1: <laughs> right. Well, No, that's never ending. Yeah. He's on it right now in Washington, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, Pennsylvania's House Speaker talked about what is ahead. Our correspondent Mark Sims knows what's ahead. After hearing what people had to say, Speaker Mark Razi says the goal is to create fair, good government House rules we go back to harrisburg and we are going to work on the rules of the house and there's nothing more important to me that i want to get the house back up and running but like i said from day one false statement it's going to be something that the people the 13 million residents of this commonwealth can be proud of not politicians. <laughs> Razi False. says he appreciates the members of the public and representatives of different organizations which came out to speak during the listening tour, which made stops in Pittsburgh, Philadelphia State College, and Wilkes Barre. Mark Sims, News
5: Radio 1070 WKOK.
2: Was my mic on? Yeah, I think it I was. Think it was. Okay, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm going to say he, he didn't get your endorsement, did he? No, and I. And I <laughs> but I, we can have him on. I know Mark. I've met Mark. He's a is a Democrat, now independent. We actually have interviewed him back in well, the day. Yeah, uh, his district sh- used to be closer to yeah. here. Well, it's
1: Berks, roughly Burke's County. Right, he had a chunk of so, Schuylkill back in yeah, the day. Okay. All right, live reporting today. Governor Shapiro calls state workers back to the office. Mm-hmm. About 2,300 state government employees, which is a tiny sliver of all of them, uh, many of whom have been working a hybrid schedule, allowing them to work remotely, will now work a hybrid schedule where they'll have to be back at the office three days a week under the new Shapiro administration. Uh, It affects uh, senior managers who work under the governor's jurisdiction, as well as all governor's office staff and cabinet members. Mm -hmm. Uh, Quote, uh, this is from the administration's outreach person, uh, Secretary of Administration Neil Weaver. Quote, while the administration acknowledges the potential benefits of remote work, they must be balanced with the many benefits of being in the office, included improved opportunities for collaboration, mentorship, informal learning, and overall well-being being, as well as the sense of connection and shared mission that comes with being in the workplace. In other words, we should all suffer together, right? (laughs) No, no, that's not what it says. That is not what Shapiro Uh, said. (laughs) We should all
2: be made to suffer. But you know what part of this is, too? It's getting Harrisburg back on its feet. So when you bring people, the the people out there who think trickle down doesn't work. So, Mark, 2,300 people, but let's say there's another 7,000 that need to get back. Okay. Those people drive into work. They park. They eat, they buy other things, they do things within that. So the restaurants and some of these other places in the state buildings, where they have the cafeterias, or they have the little eateries, you know, those those people work also. So this is about getting government back working. Right, by, actually by, by, by gosh, what, what what a novel novel ideal that government workers would actually do some work. Go to work. <laughs> and what's hybrid? Uh, Hi- hybrid to me is, what does that mean? hybrid, like, extra You go home Weekends? and stay home. Okay. and You
1: do less. Okay. <laughs> uh, one of the Republican leaders, Seth Grove, mm-hmm. said people need to get back to work. COVID is over. To an extent, telework policies are helpful when you got a sick kid, but there are a lot of positives to it. Generally, you should be in work working, especially when you're in a position that to answer the phone and be accountable to residents in person. You need the workforce back. So... Uh, uh, Shapiro agreed, Governor. Shapiro
2: uh, agreed. Governor Shapiro probably let's say what's he been in two and a half weeks, roughly. Mm-hmm. Okay. As right now is a is anyway. a better governor in the eight years of Wolf. <laughs> I mean, in two and a half weeks he has surprised yeah. Wolf. Could be. And w- what happened to Wolf? He's back in his. Uh,
1: back in New York, right? He lives in York, Pennsylvania. He's and, he in the Jeep. He has
2: disappeared. Shining the Jeep and, and politically,
1: his politically. He will not be seen. He's very nervous, though. He rearranged his string trimmer and his uh, Jeep so that uh, the classified documents <laughs> were all hidden. Uh, Let's see. One of uh, CBS News learned that a diplomat from the Chinese embassy in Washington was called to the State Department to hear the U.S. complain about the surveillance balloon hovering (laughs) over parts of the U.S. China says it's not theirs. It was seen over Montana where ballistic missile silos are located. Wednesday in Billings, Mm -hmm. uh, they saw the thing float over. Apparently, it's very high, but if you're in some sort of aircraft or happen to be looking up in the sky very carefully, you can find
2: it. Yeah, domestic uh, flight. I, don't, I thought it was a Northwest flight, saw it, and, you know, had right on the side property of the CCP. Oh, it doesn't. So okay. I, I haven't actually seen and, it a picture. And had a, a, a picture of, uh, you know, the Chinese... Uh, country and uh, had a cheese picture right in the middle of it. We
1: have uh, one call coming in, but we'll take more comers. 570-743-9565. That's 570-743-WKOK. You can email us at onthemark at com and text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. In Washington, D.C. yesterday, there was a heated debate that included shouting, accusations of racism, and a few t- it all took place as Republicans voted mm. to kick Democratic Congresswoman Ilhan Omar off the Foreign Affairs Committee, citing her past comments that many viewed as anti-Semitic. Critics say, though, it was all about revenge. Uh, CBS's Nicole Killian is on Capitol Hill with more on that story.
3: Speaker Kevin McCarthy says it wasn't tit-for-tat. If it was tit-for-tat,
1: we would have picked people, took them off all committees, and said nothing about it.
3: The progressive squad member has apologized for... Her past remarks.
1: Okay, so yes, this uh, it's, revenge
2: it's factor, not revenge, and she can be on other committees. She just can't be on that committee. She she's not qualified to serve on the committee with what she said. So same thing happened with um, oh geez, and I know Swalwell because uh, his California district. Swalwell and uh, Shep. Uh, I mean, Shep is I mean, the, the, these people cannot be on the intelligence committee when they cannot mark when they're not intelligent. Well, that too. But when you cannot. In the private sector, get clearance. How do you get clearance in the government sector? I mean, Swalwell had a Chinese spy as a worker, maybe had some sort of relationship with her that was outside of work. Uh, Schiff is, you know been wrong on so many things, so what qualifies them? If you can't get well, clearance, let's. if you can't get security clearance in the private sector, how do you get it in the government sector?
1: Let's just accentuate the positive in Washington. Uh, well, find well, some. Let's. All Alright, so there isn't any moving on. We will take a quick break. We've got two callers standing by. We will be right back.
6: You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers all in one. See their full, new, and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th
1: Street Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. The Wall Street Journal reports this morning the U.S. tracked what officials describe as a Chinese reconnaissance balloon over the continental U.S. this week and what would be an aggressive act of intelligence gathering over sensitive national security sites The balloon sighting came only days before the U.S. Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken, was set to travel to Beijing, according to U.S. officials, throwing into question efforts to repair relations between the two powers at odds across a wide range of global (laughs) and regional issues. They scrambled some jets. And that's the topic of our first uh, non-Chamber of Commerce-oriented call this morning. Joseph, thank you so much for patience. First of all, you are on the mark. Go right ahead.
5: Yeah, I wanted to discuss a little bit about that balloon. Uh, you know, during the Second World War, that uh, the Japanese sent uh, rice paper balloons over here with bombs on them, and some of them did reach uh, Washington State, and they didn't do no harm. But they were going, they were trying to bomb us by by balloons in the Second World War. That's a fact. I was listening to that this morning, and they said, "Well, uh, they didn't shoot it down because they were afraid it might cause property damage or something on the ground." Give me a break. <laughs> It's a balloon. All you need to do is go up and put a few holes in enough to make it uh, descend, not real rapidly, but slowly, and shoot that sucker down. It's invading our airspace. And they also said it could be dropping off sensors that would be hard to detect and find. Uh, Can you imagine us doing something like that over Russia or Chinese or Korean airspace? (laughs) They wouldn't hesitate one moment to shoot it down. But this administration is totally in China, China's pocket. They, they, in fact, it's the first ever that the White House uh, acknowledged the, the uh, Chinese New Year. And, uh, you know, uh, it just, uh, I think it's quite obvious what's going on. <clears throat> Why they would let that thing continue to either photograph or whatever it's doing, sending back information to China, I don't, I don't understand that at all.
2: Well, Joseph, uh, I hope you enjoy your tea. Uh, but, uh, you know, it, it, there's Biden, president has to shoot it down. Well, he uh, has to give the order. Yeah, I guarantee if
5: President Trump was in there, well, something would be done well, about
2: it. The, the, the part about this is it's not now. They knew about this, or if they didn't know about this, we have bigger problems 2 weeks ago, a month ago. Now this is in Canadian and US airspace, the way I understand it. So, again was over in Montana. Well, yeah, but Montana sits next to a place called I Canada. Realize that. So it so they were talking about it. it's been back and forth across international borders. So your point is correct, but here's where we're at with China. We have let the Chinese since the mid-80s come into the United States and different ways, through the education process, through the business process, through the scenarios that have allowed them to take over or or become a big part. The Biden administration stopped uh, the FBI from investigating uh, Chinese uh, professors and Chinese business people. China is basically thumbing their nose at the U.S. and saying we can put what they call quote-unquote police stations anywhere to harass Chinese dissidents. So you've got uh, scenarios going on that uh, your point being uh, the Biden administration is probably a bended knee to uh, to the Chinese when you follow the money and you see Absolutely, where they've yeah. been at. So you look at two places, China and Ukraine, and you see the Bidens' fingers in the pie. And uh, it's, it's the real world. And, boy, I hope some of these people can call in and tell us about the Russian dossier and the Ukrainian uh, information that uh, Hunter Biden was involved and Joe Biden was involved getting a prosecutor fired. But then look at China... And, uh, you know, it's pretty obvious that the Bidens and the Chinese became cozy when Joe Biden left, the, or even before he left the uh, White House under as vice president.
5: I'd like to say something else, too, uh, about Oham uh, Omar, that woman,
2: mm-hmm. that
5: Muslim. Now, she is not a liberal Muslim. She is a very sound, solid Muslim. Wears a the head covering, you know, all the time. She's very, very much a Muslim. Uh, and AOC said the other day, that uh, the Republicans uh, were discriminating against a a woman of color. Well, now how is AOC a biologist that she can define that uh, Omar is a woman? How can she know that, number one? And number two, every Muslim knows that they call us the great Satan. You've heard that expression, right, haven't you?
2: Uh, Yes, especially in Iran.
5: Yeah, you know where that comes from. Most people don't know.
2: It comes from the Quran.
5: Well, do you know why?
2: Uh, due to the fact that I think Muhammad and Jesus arm wrestled and Jesus beat Muhammad?
5: Nope, 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 nope. Oh. Uh, you can go to any any source, uh, Time Life. Uh, I have a, a, a book on this on world religions. And at Mecca and Mina, there are three obelisks. Now, an obelisk is like the Washington Monument. That's an obelisk, right? There are three of these, and they stone them, the Muslims do. Uh, I I have a book here on it, and thousands of them stoning that, and they say it's a symbol representing the devil who who is trying to persuade Ishmael, that's Abraham's firstborn son, to disobey him. So the Muslims reenact Ishmael's uh, rejection of the devil by stoning the obelisk. That's why they call us the great Satan, because we have the tallest obelisk in the world dedicated to the father of this country, George Washington, a master mason, in Lodge 22 of Alexander, Virginia. And so here's the point. She is totally against this nation. She is a spy. Oh, she, she should not be in the Congress.
1: All right, we got you, Joseph. Thank you
2: so much, sir. Thanks for calling in. Always good to hear from you. Thank you, sir. Well, I could agree that maybe Thank you. Th- she shouldn't be in the Congress, meaning that is she is she a decent congresswoman for the district that she represents? I don't know. Minnesota's grateful for her, and they love to reelect her. Maybe she gets a top toy every Christmas. Stan,
1: you are on the mark. Thanks for waiting.
7: Good morning. Joseph is right. How can anybody like AOC or Talib get up there and say that uh, Ilhan Omar is a woman? Are they are are they assuming her gender? I well, thought so, we weren't allowed to do
2: that. Well, Stan, you know what happens when you assume.
7: <laughs> exactly. So yeah, they had their meltdown on Yale, but I guess you know turnaround's fair play, right? Because they did it to two Republicans. Well,
2: well, hold it, Stan. Or, hold it. Turnaround, yes, but this isn't completely turnaround. Uh, Swalwell and Schiff have been taken off the Intelligence Committee. Uh, She was taken off Foreign Relations Committee. But they can all serve on other committees. When they did uh, Green and... um, uh, Gozar? I think it it was Gozar, wasn't it? Yeah, when they did that, they couldn't serve (laughs) on any other committees. Pelosi ran the House as tight as you could. I mean, I could make a... Analogy, but it make Mark blush. She's a tyrant. Well, no, she she ran the House by her rules, and it was her rules. That's why AOC and, and the squad were controlled, because they were not going to get any money for re-election. They were not getting any media. Pelosi held it. So McCarthy comes in. He opens things up. Now, when people say this is tit for tat, MSNBC is so wrong I mean, MSNBC makes a a crooked dog's hind leg look straight, how bad their analysis are Because they can serve on other committees. They just can't serve on those certain committees. And Schiff is a joke, even California. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. But it's not tit for tat, because McCarthy says you can serve on other committees. You're just not going to serve on these because the criteria to serve on these you don't meet.
7: I agree with that. And, And Swalwell and Schiff both got what they deserved. 'Cause they are a national security risk. They always have been for at least the last six years. Well, and di- they've been lying di- to the American people for the last six years.
2: Yeah, throw Diane Feinstein in there who had a Chinese spy in her office and as a chauffeur for twenty plus years. And follow sure. Feinstein. Follow Pelosi, Feinstein, uh, uh Mitch McConnell, Republican, follow their yeah. Asian money. Follow the Asian money, and I'll tell you what, they all got a fortune cookie, say so you make big yeah. bucks by helping us.
7: And it goes right to the top in the White House. I understand that uh, because Biden now there's. Uh, I've been hearing some stories, and they've been and no. They're, they're, they've been published. You know, the, the links have been published in like the New York Times and stuff. That back, you know, I think it was twenty. Don't get me on the dates. I think it was around 2013. Old Hunter. Now this is why the laptop is important, Mark, because you said it doesn't matter because Hunter's just the, the son. He's not the president. Here's why it matters. Back in twenty seven, I think it was they I heard twenty thirteen. I could be off a year or two on a date. Hunter made a deal, was involved with a deal with the ChICOMs for two point or three points, or two point seven or three point seven billion. That's B B billion dollars to buy up seventy some percent of the cobalt mining in the Congo. And well you know what coal boats use for, correct? It's a rare earth mineral that's important for building batteries for EV. What did Biden do? Not long after he assumed office in the White House, he put a more twenty-year moratorium on all rare earth mining in the USA. So Hunter gets rich because there's—I'm sure he got a heck of a percentage off it. Of whatever the, I think it was, three point seven. It can be either 3.7 or 2.7. Exact numbers, I'm not 100% no, sure, but it's in that range.
2: A billion between friends is no problem, Stan.
7: Right. So, you know, so he got a heck of a commission. And <clears throat> we all know that the big guy got 10% of whatever he got because it's written down, you know. Joey's the big guy. And so the money laundering scheme that's been going on with that family to Joe Biden is horrendous. And the Chinese... Are benefiting from it. Look at what happened in in, uh, Afghanistan. They say Afghanistan has probably a trillion dollars worth of rare earth minerals Mm -hmm. in the soil.
2: Yes, and the Chinese walked away. And the Chinese came in right behind uh us under our cover and came in and set up shop, and they're paying off the Taliban so they can can have it. And then we've stopped mining in Minnesota, stopped permitting in, I believe, Utah, Wyoming, and Arizona. So, uh, no, it's, uh, uh, how would you say, Mark Bass-Ackworth, our foreign policy when it comes to uh, certain uh, minerals and energy?
7: Yeah, and as far as the Chinese spy balloon, it should be shot on now. The reports are that I heard on the news last night is Biden wanted to shoot it down, and the Air Force or the military. I'll say the Air Force because they're the ones in the air.
2: Well, it's Milley. General they, Milley came out and said they don't want to shoot it down.
7: Right, because right. it might possibility injury of somebody on the ground. Now, come on. We're over Montana, or is it Wyoming? I think it was Montana.
2: Montana. It's over Montana. Yeah. Montana, okay. North Dakota border. What's,
7: what's in Montana? Isn't that the lowest populated state in the Union?
1: Uh-huh, yeah. One of our listeners says, perhaps the large box attached to the balloon is a small nuclear weapon that could do more damage by bringing it down. Intelligence might know more about it than the media pundits do. Might
2: have uh, cash. might have cash I- in it, too, Mark. <laughs> You know, yeah, Hunter's, it might be a
7: cash for Biden. It's just waiting to get over, float over the White House. Might have Hunter. I think know, it has Hunter's you know, other laptop. I, okay, hmm. don't shoot the balloon down. Destroy all the hardware underneath it. Because from what the picture I've seen that they show, looks like there's hardware hanging underneath it, Correct. Is that what you saw in the pictures? I have not. Even well, seen it, it just
2: doesn't make sense. You, you don't talk about it. I mean, you call it a UFO, do something, but why? Why? Why is the U.S. talking? Why is the military talking about it? I mean, point I'm thinking is you didn't know this was happening two weeks ago.
7: Well, yeah, mm-hmm. from my understanding, it came across Alaska and Canada is okay. what I what I seen.
2: So, no. what they, whether they that's 100
7: true, because should we know that information? I don't know but that information's out there that it came across Canada through uh, across Alaska through Canada now it's in down in the US and it's hovering over US air bases out there in Montana where I guess we have two missile fields out there.
2: Yeah, Montana, North Dakota. But the, right. the, the part about this is people can remember initially the Biden administration reached out to the Chinese and they had a meeting in Alaska and it was the Trump administration, and I'm amazed at the people who complain about the Trump administration in nauseum. But the Trump administration set our poll, set, reset our foreign policy. They told NATO. Listen, the NATO Secretary General said, this is great, we're getting paid. They, they reset NATO and says, no, the insurance policy called the United States, you're going to pay your insurance policy. Now, you can pay in installments, but you're going to pay. So he told the Chinese, this is where it's going to be. He went to North Korea, said this. So you had Pompeo out there, who was a, a statesman, compared to Hillary Clinton and uh, 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 Oh, shoot, uh, lurch. Uh, uh, no, shoot, lurch. Blinking? No, blinking now. Oh, but Carrie, uh, Carrie. So you had those yeah, those people running lurch. around, <laughs> lurch. 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 affectionately, <laughs> <Okay>. affectionately, affectionately. <laughs> um, you had, um, you had, the Trump administration put foreign policies into place that met right, something. We gotta, oh, we gotta go. So, so, Stan, you're you're right on this. But why, in that meeting, the Chinese mocked the U.S. Blinking and all sure, that. guys, yeah, they, got they, they
7: blink and blink.
2: Thank yes. you so much, you know, Stan. Thank you all. And, and for in the face. And 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 in in the
7: yeah. Have a great day.
1: Hey, you too, Stan. Thank you so much. All right, hold on, guys. We'll be right back.
4: Mm-hmm. When car repairs get difficult, well, I, I just don't know. Um, me neither. We get good Sunbury Motors. More than quality new and used cars, Sunbury Motors specializes in complicated auto repair diagnosis. They can handle intricate repairs and even complete auto body with service open Monday through Friday, 7 till 4. And Sunbury Motors has made simple repairs easy. Maintaining your vehicle is necessary. Finding the time to do it is difficult. Welcome to Sunbury Motors Quick Lane. Open 7 till 4, Monday through Friday. Just walk in or call ahead. Relax in their remodeled waiting room with Wi-Fi, beverages, and snacks. Will Sunbury Motors factory-trained techs take care of your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections? Quick Lane, 630 to 6, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6. 30 till 2 sunbury motors ford and hyundai north 4th street sunbury and sunbury motors kia routes 11 and 15 in hummel's wharf we take the Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. out of auto repair
1: yeah reading here let's see balloons are not directly steered but can be guided to a target area by changing altitudes to catch different wind currents, this one appears to mm. have a sail of some sort yeah. of apparatus on it.
2: Well, in that video you looked at, didn't Chitty Chitty Bang Bang come right past it on the way uh, somewhere?
1: Yeah, and uh, there was a what was it? Uh, wasn't there a balloon in the U.S. that got loose a couple years ago oh, and came flew up through? Landed uh, here? Yeah,
2: it came up from uh, with a steel uh, cord wreaking shoot, all kinds of um, havoc. Haverty Grace. Um, Oh, um, okay. Shoot the, um, All right, well, you
1: work on that while we put our a, next caller on the line. Oops. Mike, thanks for patience. Please go right ahead now.
8: Yeah, that uh, spy balloon that uh, broke loose down in Maryland, it basically flew essentially right over Lime Ridge yeah. and it crashed just north of uh, Bloomsburg.
2: Yeah, uh, it was a uh, uh, proving ground. Pretty impressive. Laberdine um, the, the Proving Ground, it came off of detached and, and took a trip through Pennsylvania. You're slipping, Ben. I <laughs> and, the,
8: and the cables that were holding it down, when yes, they drug it across damage. the ground up here, you should have seen the striations the marks that it made uh, as it drug through the grass and the, tore up the sod. It was pretty impressive. And uh, It didn't look like much, you know, when it was all uh, shrunk down. Uh, When the helium or whatever was in it came out, it didn't look like much, but it must have been something because it really tore up the ground as it was coming down.
2: I was was at the Hershey Lodge. We were having a meeting, and we happened to be sitting out at this round area. Where they serve some medication, and we were watching it on TV. I was getting texts from people and that was all over the country, and I believe it was uh, almost like Gilligan's Island. It was a three-hour tour from Aberdeen up to here, or maybe it was longer. But you're, you're right, Mike. What the damage those cables did, and these these were not tethered like you tether a eighteen twenty-two foot boat to a dock. The, these were heavy. Heavy cables that did Williams wire rope. Yes, cables. yes. So the uh, yeah. Paulson wire rope. It could have been.
8: <laughs> yeah. Now, now that uh, I I was out of the electrical power industry at the time, but I still had friends in it, and uh, let me tell you what they were puckered up a little bit as as, as that thing uh, interacted with different you know power lines and things like that as it was coming down, and it could have been a lot worse than it was. Now, uh, the reason I called it was, it was mainly to to say two things. One, I think people are starting to realize why uh, President Biden is called China Joe in in a lot of circles. (laughs) And then the other thing that I wanted to uh, talk about, Ben, you uh, appear to be a businessman of sorts, correct? Do you have a background in that?
2: Of sorts, maybe. Yeah, that's a true statement.
8: Okay. So I, I honestly don't know that much about economics, but what I'm trying to figure out is we're facilitating millions of people crossing our southern border that have you know, limited, if any, English speaking ability, which would you know basically put them in the and probably the lowest rung of the economic uh, work cycle. And and I want to know what benefit is this to the country, to the American people, to the average Joe and Jane driving down the street right now. What benefit is bringing in you know millions of people that don't speak English? and you know moving them into you know pretty much wherever they want to go in, the, in these blue cities and states and even in uh, congressional districts like I live in here in Bloomsburg. Well, uh, well, what is the benefit? Okay, What's so the long-term plan?
2: Well, here is a long-term plan by many progressives. First of all, they question the legitimacy of the United States. They question how the United States works, why the United States is the only superpower per se. And some people are embarrassed to be Americans. Um, you have white people who are guilty, feel guilt that they're white. You have uh, minorities that think They should own the country because they came and, you know, so you got a lot of things going on on the progressive side. One of the things, though, Mike, as you look at this is why the progressive folks disdain organizations that are the fundamental foundation of the United States, unlike other countries, other free countries in Europe. So you look at religion, they disdain religion from the standpoint that they want the religion to be to the government. So there's a groups that think they need a underclass of people, maybe not as educated, maybe more like sheep that are followers, that have to depend on the government because they want government to be the ultimate and those are Democrats? Remember, those are progressives. Right. Now there's a whole host of people in there. No matter what political. But so now this is part if you if you look back through history, look at a gentleman named Saul Linsky and his rules for radical. The United States will most likely never be taken over from an outside force. But what happens is you break it from within. So you overload the system. You overload the system. And I think Larry G. from Texas has has emailed in and some other people on, look at the cost. And even Democrats down in Texas are coming out. Look at the cost in Arizona. Democrats are coming out there saying something has to be done. They're overrunning the system. So I, I wish Lewisburg, Shikolemi, Sealands Grove, Milton, I wish they would get 400 school aged kids that would come in here. And then you'd hear all these people moaning and groaning because they'll overrun the system. But that's going on daily down in the cities and the towns and the villages on the Texas and Arizona border. New Mexico's somewhat lucky because of the, the geography, doesn't allow as, as much. So the point about it is you break it from within. And you have groups that want government to be totally in charge. We saw, you know, the goofy COVID thing. Look what government did. It was almost a trial balloon in some regards of saying how how can we control people, and then the people that weren't wanting to be controlled fought back look what happened to some of them so to answer your question Mike it is about government control and look at the money they're flying out to the NGOs Catholic charities some of these Catholic charities should be embarrassed of what they're doing the money they're getting some of these non-government organizations get money so look Look what's involved in this, and look how it's involved. And here is a very interesting statement up in New York. What's going on? They put them on in a, put these people up in a four hundred dollar a night hotel. Then they wanted them You're to using go using up
1: all of Mike's time. Well,
2: sorry, Mike, they wanted them go over to a area that they set up. Uh, A refugee center. Now, these people don't want to go because they want to stay in the 400 uh, night hotel and get all the amenities there. So now, here we've got people coming illegally. Now, they're dictating to us where they're going to stay and what they're going to do. So break it from within, then you'll see it. But it is costing us millions, tens of millions of dollars to do this. And you know who makes out? The cartels.
8: The cartels, and I, I'm, I'm going to. Cor- I, I want to correct it. I don't think it's millions. I think we're talking hundreds of billions of dollars. And then when you get them into the social uh, support system with the Medicaid and all that, you're talking probably trillions here and not too long. Now, th- I agree with pretty much everything you said uh, about it has the potential to weaken the uh, society and culture of this country. Now. I think that is important to know, but I also believe that our adversaries like China, possibly Russia, they're looking at this as to how to take advantage of what's happening here to the United States based on these uh, immigrants coming well, in and exactly. I'm not just talking about the Chinese spies that are sneaking in, uh, you know possibly terrorists from uh, you know the countries that really hate us like Iran and uh, Venezuela. I, I mean I just cannot fathom that we're sitting by day and day, and Americans don't think this is a real crisis.
2: No, Democrats don't think fentanyl is a crisis, and, and so why are they not doing anything to stop that at the border? And they seem not to answer. And maybe somebody can call in and give us an answer. I think answer.
1: people probably think uh, the answer comes in two years and we put a new president in, but they don't think there's anything Well, how many can people have to
2: die in two years?
1: Gazillions more. Mike, anything else to add? Yes, yeah,
8: just one last thing, Ben. We, we, we talked briefly about the uh, spy uh, balloon that broke loose down at Habity Grace. Mm-hmm. Well, we had those all along the southern border, and the uh, Democrats decided they didn't want them there for some reason, and they pulled them back. I guess the reason they said they were too expensive to maintain, so I guess national security is too expensive for the Democrats.
1: <laughs> All right, we got you, Mike. Thank you yeah. so much for yeah. calling in. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. Really Thanks appreciate it. it. All right, we got two other callers. They're going to help us wrap up uh, Friday. We're going to take a quick break right now, but first I want to tell you about the Sunbury Motor Company. It's a family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street Sunbury and Routes 11 and 15 Hummelsworth. I'm not scheduled to go back to uh, mm. Sunbury Motor Company until Monday, at which time we're going to pull a big switch and get a different vehicle there. But uh, we invite you uh, to uh, test drive a Kia Sportage, one of the nicest vehicles in the world. It's mm-hmm. a stylish SUV, relatively small but very sporty. Yes, you can get a four-cylinder if you want, or the six, or you can get a electro version of it, the hybrid version, and uh, gasoline mileage just a little bit under 30 miles to the gallon. So just a fantastic vehicle. Yes, it does come in a turbo six, so You'll be peeling rubber for a quarter mile till you get that thing up to mm. speed and it is a wonderful uh, small vehicle Kia sport Are you okay you remember burning rubber back in the day <laughs> okay <laughs> it's very safe too okay. and of course it has everything that Ben really needs automatic mm. emergency braking rear cross track warning forward collision warning uh, lane keeping assistant uh, that that is uh, a nice person a young eunuch who sits right beside you with his hand on the wheel and he steers you keeps you in the lane so it does a super Super job, and he yells at you if you do head bobs. And he also says if you take your eyes off the road for more than a few seconds, he says focus, focus, focus. So that's a great thing to have. Kia Sportage, Sunbury Motor Company, five seven oh. I don't have their phone number, but sunburymotors.com. dot com. Our telephone number for next week is five seven zero seven four three nine five six five. We will be right back for our final two callers of this week coming up.
4: Mm, mm. When car repairs get difficult, well, I. Your oil change, tire alignments, brakes, and inspections. Quick Lane six thirty to six Monday through Friday. Saturday six thirty till two. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai North Fourth Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia Routes eleven and fifteen in Hummel's Wharf. We take the Mm -hmm. out of auto repair.
1: Welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show. On the mark, we got to get right to the phones to get our callers going. Joe, please, you're going to get uh, about two and a half minutes. Go ahead.
9: Oh, okay, well, maybe I have three subjects, so we'll try to cut that. Uh, the first one is, uh, to Mark, uh, if, uh, just a word of advice. Uh, not this last break, but the one previous. You said guys hold on, so... You you shouldn't really you don't know that uh, they were guys that were on the phones to hold on.
1: So Joe yeah. and Mike aren't guys on the phones? Uh,
9: you don't know if I'm a girl, a okay. uh, female, okay. or number, whatever. Number two, I know Joe. The ne- even Joe is okay.
1: uh,
2: What's number two? Yeah, good idea. Okay,
9: yeah. So the uh, second is uh, this morning on your first segment. Did you uh, mention uh, one of the things I was reading that some of the jobs were what was called return from strike did uh, did you mention that in the first half hour return i don't know from,
2: return uh, from what strike the railroad strike i don't know
9: that's what i'm trying to that's why i was trying to figure no, out if you no, guys it or not. That. i no, had we did enough not time mention. to check it out but wonder uh okay. there was a strike up in new york with the, the hospital <laughs> workers <laughs> okay. and okay. a big segment of the re- of the numbers were uh hospital and services and I things don't think like think they were off
2: long but, enough right, to collect. they weren't they weren't okay number 3
9: okay uh, i'd never heard that before uh, that it's counted in there, return from strike strike. so okay. I'll, I'll look that up. But uh, the third thing is, last night I was watching TV, seeing uh, Hannity, and he had the story on about a group of kid, high school kids that were there from, uh, I think, South Carolina that were at the uh, pro-life march, and then they decided to go to
6: Smithsonian. the uh, Smithsonian, Smithsonian,
9: and they had hats on, everyone had an identical hat on, as a group usually do, so they can keep them together, that helps. So th- when they were in the Smithsonian, the uh, security and uh, some others had told them that they have to remove their hats yeah. and that uh, now it looks like it's going to be uh, a uh, lawsuit against uh, these people, uh, the management or security, that uh, told them that and uh, infringement on uh, free speech. And, yes, uh,
2: they were harassed and bullied by the security person. And, right. and
9: one uh, yeah, one other person. Uh, there were three people. They should lose their jobs and uh, never work for uh, the United um, States. Fu- do that uh, you ever
2: try to fire one of a, a the government freedoms, And what
9: they did to those children, they they should never be allowed in any All right. type of authority. Gotcha. All okay. right.
1: Thank you so much, Joe. Thanks for calling. Hi. Thanks for being a good listener. Thanks for loving Mark Lawrence so intensely yeah, like I you do.
2: He gave you sort of a, a verbal hug. I,
1: I think so. I'm feeling it. <laughs> Dave, go right ahead. Hug.
2: <laughs> oh
6: hugs are nice. All right. First of all, congratulations to Linda Schlegel Culver as Senator elect for Pennsylvania Woo-hoo! State Senate.
2: Well she's senator. Um, she is senator. She's not elected. She
6: will be. She gets she gets well, she gets sworn in, so she's yeah. senator elect. The okay. swearing in is at the end of the month. So Okay. But what else? Congratulations. Two to one. Excellent thing. The now national this national spy balloon. balloon. This is day three of the spy balloon saga. This wasn't launched in China. This was launched somewhere in the Pacific Ocean, and and it drifted over with its uh, small propulsion units to steer it over the United States. How did we miss it? You know, what did Biden uh, China Joe not want to do? And now the military wants to shoot it down. And they're no, it might fall in some populated area. It's one of the most unpopulated areas of the United States. Shoot the bloody thing down. We all know what happened with the blimp years ago. That came right over my house down here in Bloomsburg when it was. And, you know, it came down. And this is about the same size as the balloon. The package underneath is probably similar as well. This one is equipped with solar panels to keep it powered up instead of batteries. So... Probably okay. have a small oh, set of batteries,
2: but let's just
6: now. take it. Let's it.
8: just take it down. Okay, now,
6: take it down. If we, okay. if we invade the sovereignty of China, they would have shot it down when it crossed one mile into our country. Okay, think, right. is this an accident? No, mm, no. Gotcha. But okay. Biden, China Joe, just doesn't want to do thank anything you, against the Chinese. We'll the He'll probably let them come recover it when it does come down, or if, it, or if damn some damn redneck with an old World War II plane decides to go up there and try and... Sh- I don't think he can get up to 65,000 feet. Okay. No, eight.
1: I don't think so. That'd be higher than most planes. You okay. be, thank you. Only the space shuttle can get there. Alright, thank you, David. Thanks for calling you in. Too,
6: you too can get there in
2: the SR-71. Okay, <laughs> there you go go okay. revive those things have a good weekend hey enjoyed a great athletic event shickle me girls and boys bowling got to see a match this weekend
1: this is wk okay sunbury